Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. For those of you that are following up after the last hour, I am going to repeat myself about that. Yes, Gina Rivera was on. And if you go to the website, businessofone.org, what Gina is doing is getting your stories. And she has a ton of resources for all of you about how to apply for unemployment. Because if you are a business of one, if you are a contract, 1099, whatever the language is, um, as a stylist, this is her passion. I just want you all to know it's businessofone.org. There you go, not .com. Uh, we're just going to pick it up and continue. We're going to talk about, look, what can we learn? What happens if you've ever been at a place where maybe the fire has dimmed a little bit and maybe you're down to like a little bit of a flicker of the fire but then maybe you're down to like, man, you just are like down there, like you're just like those uh, those red hot charcoals, but you haven't really popped into your flame yet. Well, insights and tips on how, how you're going to rekindle your passions, live the life you dream about with Dr. De- De- Dr. Devon James joining me here today. Uh, and what I mean by that is look at you. What can we remind you of? for who you are. What happens when we don't really tap in to what happened? What do we do? Where do we go? You know, is it as easy as a lot of people say is, man, just throw a little of that uh, charcoal fuel stuff on and there you go. Well, that's why I'm not talking about the topic. That's why Dr. Drayvon James is talking about the topic. Somebody that knows what everyday peace is, motivational speaker, right? Her goal, educate, empower, inspire others, right? It doesn't matter what your dream is or how things are showing up in your life, good, bad, ugly, whatever. It is about looking at the journey. And how does she know about this? Well, she knows what the word poverty means. She knows, right? She was, she was, she's not from the Bronx like me, but she is from the South side of Chicago. So that's like the Bronx. You got the Bronx over here, Hunts Point, got the South side of Chicago. So I want everybody to fasten their seatbelts right now because we're going to talk about how we get from wherever we are at to where we truly want to go. Dr. James, great to have you. It is wonderful to be here, Dr. Pat. So you know what? I thought my greatest challenge in life, what I aspired to was to make sure I was always at the top of the um, monkey bars when we were playing outside. I, I just I just needed to be on the top because it was so secure. It's, you know, if you've ever been on a monkey bars, right? That place at the top, 
is like surrounded by poles you can hang on to. If you're on any other level, it's just not so pretty. But having said that, you know, there are times in our lives when we don't understand what that was all about or what that means. But today you've discovered and are going to share why one, it's important to rekindle our passion. And then two, how do we do it? Um, what would you say? This is interesting. You and I are talking about this now, right? Yes. What do you think's going on with passion? Oh my goodness! Uh, I can tell you what I what I what I hope is going on. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, I'll answer your question first. I think sometimes a lot of people, in fact, most people, get down on themselves when they when they even get a glimpse that they are not living their passion. They get down on yourself and they feel like, you know, oh, I'm such a coward or, you know, they just start thinking of all the would-haves and could-haves that they had done this, that they had done that, right? Yeah. And it just becomes too painful to look at and to feel. So we jump out of those feelings and we get back into our head or in our ego space and we start making excuses or we start reselling the wrong dream to ourselves, and not wrong and that is bad, just wrong and it wasn't our passion so we start doing the sales job all over again on ourselves and then this is why and so that happens that happens so frequently but I hope in this moment and sometimes this does happen when people get faced with challenges like this they sit back and they can see and feel more importantly they can feel so clearly that at the time when I made this decision I was doing the best I could with the information that I had today mm-hmm. in the midst of everything that's going on I see differently I feel differently and therefore I'm going to be different mm. you know you and I were talking before the break and we, you were saying look you know I'm a doctor and I am right in the middle of let's just call it doctoring right now and I don't know of a single facility right now out there and my friends and and, and family in the health industry that aren't dealing with the events of the day every minute of every day now. And that's what you are in the middle of. And yet, here you are talking with us. You have figured out how to harmonize your life. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on you, but, but, but let me just say this. I, my doctorate degree is in pharmacy, so I'm yep. on a, a hospital pharmacy. And it, you're right, we're living in interesting times. And a yep. lot of it is, um, no, it's, it's, it's an honor to be able to serve in this way, but it has its frustrations and its anxieties like anything else. And I'm honored to be allowed to be in your space right now because it is an opportunity for me to connect with something that is so necessary in my life. And I, and I believe that I do a great lo- work in the lives of others, but it creates balance. And that's what we need in life, right? We need that balance. Too much of this and none of that makes us unbalanced and that unbalanced leads to a whole bunch of unhappiness. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hectic and it's crazy at times, but I love it. And I love being able to have this part right here, this connection right here. Mm. You know, look, in your book, Freedom is Your Birthright, Freedom is Your Birthright, I, I, I don't know that uh, you, unless you had like this little crystal ball and you could look at, you know, kind of fast forward ahead, neither you nor I could have figured out that here we'd be having this conversation today 
and in the day and the age and the time we're living in. This is going to change us. It's already changed us. But we, we want to hope, or at least you and I perhaps want to hope that we will allow the change to be like you would say, a rekindling of sorts, right? Yes. Let's talk about this because when we ask ourselves the question, like what happened to you, right? That, that is gonna be a really interesting question in about three months from now. Oh, it's going to be so interesting. You're so right. And, you know, as with everything in life, right, and this is one of the foundational principles of everyday peace is that everything that shows up in our life, the good, the bad, the in-between, the COVID-19, all of it shows up for one reason, and that is to bow down and serve us. Yeah so that we can consciously create our next level of greatness, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like. But we, this is here and it, you know, we have to use it. We have to use it. And, uh, and there will be some people, everybody will be new when this, when this newness comes about after we finish this season, we'll walk into the new season. Some people will walk into the new season with their old ways on and they won't shed that skin and rebirth themselves. Because it's a process. You got to participate in it. You got to participate in it. And let's talk about what that really means. Um, You and I both um, have looked at where we are and have really kicked into a new gear of action, I think. And I know for me, I don't have all the answers. I just know every day I get a new insight. I get a new sense of what, what could we do? What could we do differently? You know what? Yesterday, all of a sudden, right, we're, we're doing and we've created a technology and an infrastructure. And the next thing we know is all of a sudden Zoom changed its rules. They changed the rules. And so here we're using Zoom as an interface and now we can't use, and now we can't use uh, Zoom anymore. And so you have to kick into another gear now. And so I want to ask you about that. Insights is such a cool word. I wish we could add an insight to like the 10th degree, because that's what people are getting now, aren't they? Yeah, we're getting the opportunity to, to hopefully to slow down right this is the this is so beautiful because we have this connection with self i always say this and i remind myself of this all of the time is that you know before we have asked the question the answer has been given right and that comes from the bible but now here's the deal why then why then why don't we know the answer (laughs) walk around myself included like what's the answer what's the answer (laughs) because i can't slow down to vibrate at the same energetic frequency as the answer. I can't get myself there because I'm so revved up in the next thing and the next thing and the thing that just happened that didn't go quite right. And I'm still stuck in that and trying to, instead of being right, all my power to exist and to have this insight is in this moment. And I have to be able to get still enough inside enough to hear that and and feel that guidance instead of being swayed by the next news report, or in my case, waiting for the next helicopter to arrive, or this and that, right? Instead of being in that futuristic moment, 
where I have no power, right? And I don't have no power in that and asking for, can I have insight for the next moment? (laughs) You got enough manna for the moment that you're in right now, (laughs) ma'am. You know, uh, it's, it's really interesting. I was thinking about today and speaking with you. And one of the things that came to mind, sort of just like, like this thought that just popped in, where I said to myself, you know what? My passion just doesn't get logic. And I thought, what did I just say? And I I said, okay, here's what I said. You know, my passion, my insight, um, what do I want to call it? Passion, insight, intuition, trust in a power greater than myself, or at least in my ballpark, right? That sometimes doesn't require a logical formula. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I, I do. Mean, I'm you're feeling in the middle that. of yes. it. Yeah. Yes. That, that is so, you're right. It doesn't, and that's the thing that scares the flesh, right? Because it mm. doesn't follow logic. And so the flesh and the ego are really confused. Like, what are you doing? We can't go down this path. There's, it's not a logical way to go. And yet every part of your essence is saying, yes, go that way. Do that. You'll get enough insight for this moment here. And I promise you, if you continue, I'll light the next step up for you. You know, there's, I I talked about this, I think it was yesterday. Uh, We were talking about some of my uh, favorite sayings from, you know, different scriptures, right? The Bible, one of them. And there was one thing out of that that I also learned from 12-step program. And I didn't realize I was saying it wrong. I shared this the other day. I would be, I was saying faith without works is death, D-E-A-T-H. That would be like what I'm saying until the walking dead had a scene in the church where on the wall was faith without works is dead. And one of the things that I struggled with is that phrase for a large part of my life, because I didn't understand what the word faith meant. Once I understand that faith and trust are literally, you know, a small hair on your head difference or or apart, some people say they're not, I understood that trust and fear can't coexist. Oh, my goodness. Right? Am I I overstepping with that little? No, no, oh my gosh. I love that. And it's so funny that you bring that up because faith without works is one of my favorite things to say myself. That motivates me, right? Because I realize that faith is an action verb, right? It tells me, Drayvon, if you have faith, (laughs) then what would you do? Let me see you do it, right? And then I said, oh my gosh, I believe, I believe. (laughs) Clearly you don't because (laughs) you haven't done this you know because so much of my actions sometimes even me can be tied up into what I know is a sure thing so it's like no I won't do that because but yeah I profess to have faith in that so I know that faith requires action and action requires trust right and I make it so basic I get in my car every morning at 6 10 in the morning and I turn the key right and all that's faith and that faith and trust right because I happen to live in a country, in a place where you can get in your car, you can turn the key, and it is unlikely that a car bomb is going to go off. Yeah. All that's faith and trust. I don't have that fear. And so I say, I want to get from point A to point B, and I'm going to use this vehicle to do it. Now, that's a real simplistic example, right? 
and if I ruled, if I did everything in my life that way, I'm here in an unhappy place and I want to get to there because I believe there is going to make me happy. Do this. But no, we don't. We stop. We say, you know what? Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe this, maybe that. And we what if ourselves right into killing all of our passion, killing our dream. And we become so much in our head, in our ego space that we end up staying in the same place for much yeah. longer than we were meant to be there. Listen, I love that you're bringing up the car thing because this is so cool. Because look, we're going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about this in the context of yeah, where are we in the world today? What the heck? What happened to you? Right? Right? Yeah. And right. I love that you asked that question. What happened to you? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not meaning your wife, your husband, your mom, your dad, your employee, you know, but what happened to you, the dreamer, the lover, the adventurer, the, the he or she that will not be named in the name of trust, that thing. Look at what you just talked about, because somebody asked me this the, about a month ago about trust. And I said, you know what trust has got to be like? It's got to be like a red light. And they, they said to me, what the heck, Pat, are you talking about? I said, think about a red light. Red light, green light, one, two, three. When the light is green and you're driving, you don't think about, is the light really green? Do I think it's green? Well, maybe it's not the right green. It's going to be like it's two shades off the green, I think it's me, right? What does that mean, green light? Because I think what you're talking about and what you certainly talk about in your book is, is, is living the light, living a life as a green light. Like that thing that says green is go. And 99.9% .9 of the time, uh, you know, here in our lives, nine, you know, Dr. James, look, 99.9% .9 of the time, I mean, I'm not saying there's, there's like that 0.1% where somebody's going to run the red light, not saying it, but 99.9% .9 of the time, no matter where you go, if there's a red light and a green light, the green light means go. We trust that. We live that. We don't hit the brake during the red light when we're driving, but we will do that in life when it comes to our dream when all the signs say go 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 we will slam that break down like man it'll make your head swim yes and you know why i believe that is and you know we're having conversation this is so w wonderful because because when we and i talk about traffic a lot because i used to drive hours and hours a day as a consultant and i was mesmerized by how <laughs> these lights you're talking about red light how these we're so obedient you know the light is red so everybody just the angriest person sitting right beside you obeys that little light just like you do right <laughs> and then the light turns green and we all go right and i thought well this is just beautiful now what happens in my own life Mm -hmm. Well, I think here is the difference is because we are also conditioned to follow so that have you ever been at a light that is not working? And we had one in my oh. neighborhood that was not working. And so the light was red like forever. And we're all just sitting there. And then one person says, you know, never mind this. I got someplace to be. I've been sitting here for six minutes and they pull around the first person they pull off. Well, that's just like opens the door because now everybody just pulls around. Now the person who was first who wouldn't go at all pulls off right and there is something about our nature that says that I do it if I knew for sure that somebody else 
was doing it too. Under the under the exact same conditions, mind you. Like she can't have two kids when I got three and I'm making this decision. She can't be married and I'm divorced and I'm making this decision. I'm looking for somebody whose life mirrors my life and they've done it. And that's all well and good. But your journey is uniquely your journey. And that's the part that we miss. We feel like I'm not going to be safe. I, I, you know, I know that my journey is my journey, but I I'm not going to be safe if I go against the grain and follow what my heart tells me I need to do. That safety is what we crave. And we crave that from looking at somebody else's life. We've learned that, oh, if everybody else is not doing it, it can't be right. Oh, my goodness. We're going to take a short break because when we come back, we're going to talk about the rhythm, the rhythm that it takes to ensure just like Dr. James just said, when you are when you are at that stop, when you're at the light and the light is not working, that happens a lot here in the Pacific Northwest because we get like power outages, right? And you're at that light. And Linda observed this actually when she was out here. We have a ton of four-way stop signs. And there's a reason. There's something that happens here. And you can watch it where everybody seems to know that there's an order like who goes first and who goes second, then who goes third. If you watch this, this is like a beautiful ballet. If you watch it and you watch people have a knowing and nobody gave them a handbook and said, when that person goes, then this person goes, there's a knowing. But that knowing will keep you on your pathway. It will get you from here to there. But what happens? What happens? When somebody cuts in and goes out of line and takes your turn to go and you're now off your pathway and yet you basically are at that stop sign and you think you're going to go next, but you don't because the person that's turn was up, then goes, you're off your pathway. When we come back, how do you rekindle that fire? How do you step in and understand that freedom is your birthright? And the only one that can change that is you. When we come back, you're going to hear about what happened to Dr. Drayvon James. And more importantly, check it out. Freedom is your birthright. When we come back, this and a lot more. And by the way, if you want to get some help, if you're sitting there today and saying, "Mm, I am not doing much right now. I don't even know if I have a pathway. I don't know if I'll ever have a pathway. I had this conversation this morning with someone. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to dot, dot, dot. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get the money, dot, dot, dot. I don't know if I'm, and you know what? Myself, Dr. James, we get that same stuff. That's why we can talk to you all about it. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www divinelydrivenresults.com Tired of not losing the weight? 
You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days naturally under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com d-r-d-a-r-v-i-s-h.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune into Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Mer World Radio with me, Amirabeth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit Amirabeth.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Thank you, Benny, for that. Oh, my goodness. Woo! I'm telling you. How many people went out and bought stationary bikes? And uh, what do you call it, Benny? What are those bikes called? Those spinning bikes, right? Well, you got it the right, I guess. No, or ellipticals Spinner. or anything. Spinning Spinners. Bike. Yeah, that's what you want to call them, a spinner. <laughs> Get your spinner on. Uh, for those people that are just like, I have not moving my body. Well, their folks are getting so innovative. I love it. I just love it. Um, you know, for those of you out there today, we're talking about insights and tips on, on how to rekindle your passion to live the, the life you dream about with Dr. Drayvon James joining me here today. And, you know, Dr. James, you are smack dab in the middle of a whole lot of stuff because of your profession. You know, you're working in the hospital system. You know, you're providing those prescriptions to people, whether they are small, large, intravenously, all of the above. So you are right in the middle of what folks call the most needed. Um, We're going to talk about that today in a minute, because first of all, everyone, as you would say, everyone is free to have freedom. What is the best way, one, for people to find out about you, but also how do they find out about the books that you've written, how to hire you for speaking, and some of the things you're doing to help folks today? 
Oh, wonderful. I'm glad to give that information. So I have a website, which is really easy to remember. It's www.drdravon, my first name, D-R-A-V as in victory, O-N, james.com, www.drdravonjames.com. And so you can find out about me. You can find, I'm I love sharing a message that encourages people, but more importantly, inspires people. There's a difference. We talk about motivation and inspiring. Inspiring is to light you up so that you move into action. So I love talking and sharing that with people. So if you would be interested to have me come speak at your event, virtual or otherwise, if you go on my website, you can fill out a little information there and, and myself or somebody on my team will get back with you. My book, Freedom is Your Birthright, is a tiny little book. You could read it in one session and and make it a pocket reference on purpose because I wanted people to go through it and really start getting into the weeds with this. And so it's available on amazon.com and that's just um, freedom is your birthright by Dr. Drayvon James. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's where you, that's where you can find me. That's how you can reach me. And I always reach back. If you reach out to me, you will get reached back at. You know, it's funny. I, I think I've shared this with you before. I grew up in a really interestingly spiritual family whether it was Catholicism on one time and Southern Baptist and, you know, gospel spirituality on the other. And then also, you know, this idea of uh, what, what people, I didn't know it was called this, what, what people call new thought spirituality. But I got to tell you, mama and grandmama, they knew stuff. And this is what I want to ask you. They knew stuff. And my grandma in particular she would talk about this one prayer. I didn't know that this is what it was, but she would pray about this. These were batch. My grandparents owned this small little farm down in a little teeny town down in the South, outhouse potbelly stove. And she would say this one thing. And this is what I want to talk about to open this up for people, because this was his prayer. This is a prayer that I pulled out recently here because we are going through constricting energy now. Like, mm, I'm never going to have it. It's not going to happen. I got to give up my dream. I'm never going to get out of this debt. Da, da, da. Do you know what the prayer was that grandma would say? She would say the prayer of Jabez. <sighs> oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. What? You get to ask for that. So here we are today. And I wanted to really talk to you about this. I think we run the risk of forgetting that we have that power within to literally understand that inside of us is the dreamer, the lover, and the adventurer. And we've run the risk of having that flame become so dim we may run the risk of ever remembering what's possible. Help us through this. Help us rekindle. That is so beautifully said, and I love it. Inside, inherent inside of each of us is the dreamer, the lover, and the adventurer, right? And when, and if you look at our day-to-day -day life, you would say, where? Where is that? Where is that? <laughs> right? You're the sacrificer, the mediocrity queen, right? <laughs> and, and we're like, no, that's what I've just settled for. 
right? And so often, I, and I think it, it bears mentioning to say this, because a lot of times when I talk about passion, people feel as though, yes, my passion was stolen from me. Absolutely yes. not. Yeah. It was not stolen. What we did, myself included at one point in my life, is we, we sold our passion in, in exchange for little trinkets, you know? Mm. I won't follow my dream because... I would like to make this amount of money and my dream doesn't make that amount of money. So I'll go over here. I won't follow my passion because I want to be a spouse and I can't figure out how to do both. Or I want to be a parent and I can't figure out how to do both. And AK, I'm not willing to invest the time, make the sacrifice to figure out how to do both. No, and this is not for shaming purposes. This is for to empower us to realize, hey, it wasn't stolen from me by a thief in the night. I gave it away so then I can go and reclaim it. That's a powerful position to be in. And that's the position that all of us are in. So you know what? When I know better, I do better. I didn't believe at the time that I could do both. I now see, yes, uh, I need more balance in my life. Just that, just that little switch in conversation changes the energy around us. From a, I can't to I will, I must, and absolutely it's going to happen for me just that little tweaking in the conversation and so how do we get there how how do we get from I don't even know what my passion is but I'm so sick and tired of what's what I'm currently doing or where, where I feeling the way I'm doing feeling now how can I change this the first thing and I tell everybody this is the hardest thing to do is to sit with the feeling and turn off the head the mind that place where we believe that greatness is born in the head, in this intellect, but it's not. Greatness is already in us and it just, and it bubbles up from the soul. And it comes through these feelings that we're so afraid to feel. Nobody wants to feel fear. We want to crush that, you know. Um, I remember, I think, uh, fear, I used to say, was false evidence appearing real until I heard someone on a talk radio program say fear meant face everything and rise. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Why have I never heard this before? I'm on fire for this because yeah. that's what it's supposed to do to us. We're supposed to feel those feelings. We're supposed to feel that sense of, oh my gosh. And then not push it away. Just watch it. See, that doesn't feel so good. Hmm. Now, what would that feel like if I just did this little thing over here? Creativity will start to work if we don't start stuffing these emotions and trying to push them away and going back into our head and trying to rationalize why we are here today. You don't need to make any excuses. You're where you are today because you're a fabulous person. You went through what you went through and you still kept getting up and you survived it and now you're thriving. That's why you are where you are today. You could have gave up a long time ago, but you don't give up. That's why you are where you are here today. That's a compliment. And you accept that compliment and you stand in that and say, okay, so I'm here because of those things and I'm glad to be here. And now I'm ready to listen. I'm going to face everything and rise. I'm going to listen just as those things come up inside of me. But when I listen to them, I'm going to listen differently. The listening is not going to make me tired and sleepy and hungry where I can't, you know, I got to turn on another, another television show or a radio program or music to drown it out. I'm going to listen for action and activity and say, oh, I wonder what it would be like if I just did that, whatever the that is, whatever yeah. the that is. I had that moment in my life when I had my daughter. She mm. wasn't even six months old and I knew I wanted to be an actress. I had gone to school, got a doctorate degree in pharmacy. And I wanted to be an actress since I was in the third grade. I'd been in a couple plays. I got great reviews. I looked at my daughter. She was less than six months old. And I said, I can't tell you 
to follow your dreams if I don't follow mine. Now, here I was living in a town. I had no support, uh, no family around me. I enrolled in acting class. I said, well, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to try to put this around after I've nursed and maybe she'll sleep through the class. And I showed up with this baby and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, she'll sleep. Don't worry about it. If she doesn't, I'll leave. <laughs> but and from there, I went on to get on HBO for a few seasons, right? Because I used the, the fear. I looked at my life and I said, here I am. I've been a pharmacist all these years. Wasn't my first passion, but I'm grateful. Uh, now I'm a mom and I still haven't done. I could I could have let that drive me downward and say, oh, you're never going to do it. You ain't done it now. You're yeah. never going to do it. Yeah. But don't you, you hit on this in your book uh, uh, where you say challenge the challenge. And yeah. I want to talk about that for a minute because if there was ever a time, if there was ever a time where we need to learn and understand what you were writing about in here, about challenge the challenge, it is now. Um, but that was such a key message, right? When I, when I read your book for the first time, that was such a key message. But it could also be misunderstood, right? Yeah. I know for myself, that was my go-to mode when I was younger, uh, especially my bout with homelessness, right? It was like, okay, no way. I, I am going to figure this thing out. I'm going to figure out how to get a few bucks. I'm going to figure out how to sleep in the Y. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out. But what does challenge the challenge? What does that do to open up the pathway to freedom? Oh, and I'm so glad you mentioned it because right now, aren't we being challenged as a nation, as a people, as, a, as the world, right? Mm -hmm. We're all being in this challenging situation. So here is what challenges normally do for us. It makes us want to dig in and start keeping things the same. You say, you know what? Nope, nope. I'm fighting to get back to the way it was, yeah. well, whether it was the way it was before COVID-19, the way it was before you lost a family member, you know, uh, the way it was before you lost your marriage, before you lost your job all of these things, the way that it was, that fight is so exhausting because we know that time moves forward and that's a beautiful thing. It's scary because, you know, the things that we, that we sacrifice and go along the wayside. But when we face the challenge by challenging the challenge and saying, I look you dead in the face, whatever this is in, in, in this coronavirus, and I say to you that I know that I am embracing the change that will come about because of the challenge. I'm not, I'm not fighting to go back to the way that it was. And the way that it was may have been okay. It may, it may not have been horrible. That means that on the other side of this, it's got to be even better. It's got to be even better. I can, you know, we share that, um, that, that history of being homeless. Yeah. And, and during my stint in time being homeless, one with my family growing up as a child and then went away to college and became homeless again. And I can remember in that place, it's so funny that we're talking about this today because I woke <laughs> up this morning, it was on me so hard. And so I remember what it felt like to be on the street when no one else is, it's like, it's, where am I going? I have nowhere to go. I, I, right. And that walking and, and how different the world looks when you're by yourself and you're walking and you're female and it's dark and and how vulnerable that is and in that space before i even knew the phrase challenge the challenge but i can remember walking and saying to myself that through this i i know that i'm going to use this moment right here to 
bless someone else's life, to yeah. tell them how this is not the end of them. And believe me, some, some nights I thought it was going to be the end of me, right? <laughs> but I, I knew in my mind, just in that conversation, I had purposed myself to be a, vic- a victor, not a victim. I didn't yeah. know the language, but I knew when you start talking about what it's going to look like and how you're going to help somebody when you get through this, even you, you, somewhere in your subconscious, you're saying to yourself, yeah, we're getting through this. We're getting through this. So get in that position and know that you're going to change and that you're embracing whatever the change is going to look like. That's going to take practice because the ego kicks in a lot. And then secondly, I want to say about this thing called gratitude. Yeah. I talk about it a lot. I live in this space of what I call active gratitude. And I'm just so grateful for our, for this conversation right now. I'm like on fire because active gratitude is different than just gratitude, this passive thing. Oh, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. And that's wonderful. There's I mean, That's no uh, uh, shade being thrown on that. That's wonderful. But when you really start understanding the vibration that everything is energy, everything is moving you know the reason you can tune into the stations because you're by it's vibrating at a certain frequency and you get your computer or your listening device at that frequency so your next level of good vibrates at a frequency above the level that you are right now so wherever you are right now you can see and obtain the things at that level but we when you're going through a challenge such as this we want to we're going to vibrate at the next level of frequency so we can get the next level of good in our life and so how we do that a quick way to do that is through active gratitude that means you pick any three things you can pick more than three but three is easy for me and i pick the first three things that pop in my head in the morning and i write them on an index card I write them down because it's easy for me. My day is packed and I could forget if I don't write it down to know what those things are. But in the first thing in the morning, I get actively excited. I mean, jazzed up like a light bulb <laughs> on Christmas day about each item on there. Each item I get very, very excited about. And I move that energy. I purposely move that energy because we have this kind of power. I, I move that energy from the sole of my feet to the top of my head. Till I'm just, I'm in the mirror smiling. I'm, I know I look crazy and goofy, but I'm getting <laughs> extremely excited about it because guess what? I'm going to need to vibrate at that energy in order to attract good into my life. I work in, you know, this, this difficult times for everybody. It's challenging times for everybody. I want to be the light for somebody and I want to be the light for me. I want to show up for me. So that uh, two things right there, that gratitude and um, that awareness of self helps you to move into action you don't have to force action i do believe and i have to say this i used to hear this all the time fake it till you make it fake it till you make it you know and and i was like well how do i do that how do i do that and i realized that it wasn't so much as faking it it was just believing it right and so anyone who's ever watched television they believe some things that are not real right you oh totally but you get caught up in the movie. You, you watch a scary movie and then you can't sleep at night because you actually have taken, you know, that director's vision and you've believed it. You've purposed it in your heart. So we know how to do that. We know how to do that. And that's the same thing with this um, faking it till you make it. Becoming the thing that you aspire to. We were talking about living during COVID-19 and job loss and all of this, but become the thing that you want to see in your life. Become the prosperous thing. That means you start going to sleep in that space, just like you saw a scary movie, but, but, but you flip it. So I'm not going to bed scared. 
because of a scary movie. I'm going to bed satiated and jazzed because I've been watching the movie of how I'm coming out on the other side of this. That stimulates creativity. That moves energy around you. That leads you to your solution. Instead of you trying to dig hard in the dirt and trying to build, find your own solution. Switching the energy and the activity leads you to the solution. And then you got to do the red light, green light thing that you and I were talking That's about right. in the beginning. Yeah. Now you got to move when you, get the, when, you get ins- when you get the inspiration. Now you got to move on it. Yeah. And that's really, this is really the fired up part of insight to me, you know, because this is where, what we're talking about. And I'll tell you, it was not very long ago where um, I taught a class on prosperity and based on uh, the dynamic laws of prosperity by Catherine Ponder. And it was my first introduction of anything of that nature. Um, And at first I remember picking up that book. And I remember thinking, man, this is like some hokey stuff. I remember that, right? Like it was yesterday. And as I went through the book, it was, yeah, this is what we're talking about, but this is what you need to do. And you need to do it. And I remember one phrase from Ponder at the time, and that was gratitude and gratitude and lack. At the time, it was this. Gratitude and lack cannot coexist. Then I later found out gratitude, the kind of gratitude that you just referenced, you know, fired up energy ball gratitude, right? That, that gratitude, which sort of pulls us into an action of our day and our minute of our lives, that gratitude, once that is activated the way you're talking about it, right? The way you talk about it in your book then there isn't anything, anything of a negative nature, I don't believe that can coexist with that. That doesn't mean, Dr. James, that I'm not talking about emotions. We share emotions, but we do not have to let our emotions become our story, right? Absolutely. And people are afraid of their emotions. You know, emotions (laughs) are like a rainbow. You got so many of them. They don't determine where you're going. They may determine where you're at right now, but they don't determine where you're going unless you want them to say, oh, yeah, look at that. That's anger. I mean, you know, and then you acknowledge it and you let your true self then take over again. You don't have to spend your whole day in anger. You could spend five minutes there and say, oh, that doesn't feel good. I move on to the next emotion. Right. You acknowledge it. You don't have to stuff it down. So we're not saying this because you get an uh, act of gratitude that you're going to have no problem show up. Now, I got to tell you, I wish that was true. When I first started studying peace, that was what I was looking for. I was looking for the formula. And this is when I was 17, when I first got on this journey. I was looking for the formula of how to have no problems in my life. At that point in my life, at 17, I had been homeless more than I would like to remember. And I was looking for how I was never going to have another problem. I didn't find that solution, people. (laughs) What I did find, however, is how to use everything that shows up in my life to help build the life that I'm consciously desiring to build. Well, here we are. And what we are talking about is how we started the conversation earlier. For those of you just tuning in, uh, Dr. Drayvon James joining me here today, insight and tips on how to rekindle your passions. And the passions, what they do is when you rekindle them, then there's a second part to that equation. And that is to live, to live the life you dream of. Um, And let's just be really clear uh, about a couple things because you're so brilliant about this. 
when we're talking about rekindling, not everybody can go from, uh, you know, embers to a full-blown fired-up barn fire thing. Some people may have to do this by taking those, you know, taking that kindling, putting it in there, put a little fire to it, and then as time, throw more wood on it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The point, I think, to what you're saying is you have got to start. You've yeah. got to start. Yeah. You, you, and this, and it doesn't have to be the kind of start that overwhelms you. I just oh. tell people when I, when I used to get overwhelmed, then I, I just get sleepy sometimes. Like, ah, it's too much. <laughs> My brain can't take it. Right. So you don't have to, you don't have to overwhelm yourself. You do one small thing. If you do one small thing towards your dream. And I bet you, here's the thing people get stuck at. They can't do anything because they don't have any money. Right. So, oh, I, you know, I can't do it because I can't afford it. Nope. Then that's not the small thing you need to do. There's a small thing before that thing, right? And only you know what it is, but you skipped over that because you want to, the ego wants to lull you into inactivity and say, well, you, you, can't, you can't do this huge thing here. So just let it go to you, save another 100, 150 bucks. Nope, that's, you're too, you're too many steps in the future. Bring it back, break that program <laughs> down a little bit and baby step it backwards and say, okay, oh, I could do this. I, I could I could do some research. I could call somebody and let them know that I'm interested. Whatever, exactly. You know, each of us have different dreams, but you could take that baby step, and that's usually the most scariest one, the, the step that's right in front of you, which you are already prepared. I guarantee you, you have everything that you need right mm. now to take the first step. You know, I love this. I mean. First of all, thank you for joining me here today and taking time out of your busy, busy day. But I think you also realize, like I realize, is that, you know, this is not the time for us to go silently in the night. You know, if some, if one of our listeners heard something here today that will help them, whatever that looks like for them, one spark maybe to really catch fire then we are light years ahead of where we were before the show. And I want to thank you, Dr. James, for that and all of the above. Uh, I'd love for you to share your information again with our listeners. And then I'd love to know your personal message, what you'd like to leave us with. Again, thank you. Oh, you're so very welcome. And I want to give your listeners this free gift. Um, it's from the Institute of Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. They're offering free online courses if you're in, if your dream is oh you want to get a degree or you just want to take a course it is absolutely free during this time i'm going to say that again it's the institute of leadership and lifelong learning international so um, that's that and then how you can find me i want to give you my email address because people email me and i do respond it's info i-n-f-o at drdravonjames.com. The book again is Freedom is Your Birthright. And the message that I would love to list, leave with our listening audience today is that in this moment, this moment right here, whether this is the lowest point in your life or the highest point of your life, it is for all of us, the most powerful moment of our life is in the now. Your only requirement is to participate in your dream. Whatever it is, you have enough, you are enough, you know enough in this moment to take the first step. Thank you so very much.
Thank you so very much for everything you're doing. Um, For those of you out there, I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And we are going to continue to bring you the type of programming that clearly is aimed at rekindling and providing that flame for you to live life full out for yourself and then reach out and help another. Thank you all. We'll see you next time.